What the fuck is up, world? Biali Tlaltik Pak. We back in this bitch. Another podcast for that ass. Another grito. Sea dicho. Let's just get straight to the brass tags, homie. I've missed you, okay? Hopefully, the feeling is mutual. Actually, I know the feeling is mutual, okay? Which is why I want to start off by giving some quick shout outs to the people who have held me down during this month long hiatus. Your boy needed a break, okay? Just simple and plain. I just needed a break, okay? I'm trying to get back to pumping these bitches out on the regular. We're just, you know, picking up the pieces and keep it moving forward, right? Uh, as I've talked about in the past, the importance of, at least, at least for me, right? Putting down the weight. Uh, the wait was about a month long, right? And uh, yeah, I, you know, I thought about y'all motherfuckers all the time, right? I thought about how quickly it would be for me to take or how how long I was going to be gone from this fucking little podcast shit I got going on, right? And um, it just felt right. It just felt right this weekend to go ahead and drop one. It's Father's Day, right? So happy Father's Day to any of you uh, fathers who are listening to this. I hope you're holding it down for not just your family, but, you know, importantly as well for yourself, Right. Because uh, you can't be a good family man if you're not there for yourself, first and foremost. You know what I mean? I'm not saying, you know, in an egoist way. I'm saying take care of your shit, homie. Handle your shit. You know what I mean? Which is what I've been trying to do here myself, right? Doing the shadow work, if you will. For those of you who are listening only for the audio, I'm holding up the the, the Young book, Maps, uh, Map of the Soul, right? Young's Map of the Soul. Uh, just, you know, trying to, trying to work on myself, if you will. Trying to get through a lot of the shit that, <laughs> the uh, unpack, if you will, a lot of the uh, a lot of the shit that I've got going on myself personally, but it's also, you know, bringing up some shit from the past that, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's whirlwind, bro. It's life. You know what I mean? That's life. And I would not have it any other way. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Quickly with the shout outs, right? <laughs> um, the first shout out that I want to give to is actually, you know, of course, to uh, Miss Julie's busybody, right? Who, you know, your, your comments, you're reaching out your messages on the account that I once had, that shit is gone now, dog. My fucking ass got zucked. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm not tripping. I'm really not tripping as we're going to talk about here shortly. Right. Uh, but it was nice to, you know, be able to keep in contact with y'all motherfuckers through that account. Um, I guess now that I'm on this tangent, it's good to just get the formalities out the way. If you haven't already follow your boy on the socials, OG dot ice nice 13 on the gram now, because like I just said, um, the underscore, you know, OG underscore ice nice 13, that shit's gone, dog. It's fucking sucked. Right. And it is what it is. <laughs> I knew that shit was coming. I caught a fresh 90 day ban about, I don't know, like four weeks ago. You know what I mean? And, uh, ever since then, I've just been flagged after flag after flag for shit that I posted like a year ago, two years ago. You know what I mean? And then of course, for the shit that had been posted recently, which I'll talk about here shortly. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, you know, while I still had access to that account, it was nice, you know, for the people, and, and it's not just Miss Julie's busybody. There's other folks as well, like the homie. He's a homie, but he was actually a former student of mine. So another shout out to uh, uh, Louis, Louis, Louis Doug, right? Louis Hernandez, a uh, former student of mine at EPCC, who I've stayed in contact with since this was like fucking five years ago. Doug, he was a student of mine like five years ago, I believe, something like that, right? Maybe he'll correct me, but. um yeah, I've stayed in contact. I usually don't. I usually won't stay in contact with students, uh, m- mostly because of how the just the semantics of it. Like I'd have to go out of my way to try to stay in contact with a student. You know what I mean? But of course, social media has allowed that to be, you know, not the case. But I don't I don't you know, I will get friend requests and shit on my Facebook, for instance, uh, from students. And uh, and I, I won't add them. You know what I mean? Because I try to keep my personal life separate from my fucking professional life. You know what I mean? So I very rarely ever. Uh, will add a former student of mine on my social medias. 
uh, my personal social media. You know what I mean? If they happen to find me on the public one, which is now the OG.ice913, by all means, follow along. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, on the personals, that's where I, you know, post my own personal family shit and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So I, I, I generally don't uh, friend request or accept rather friend requests from students on my Facebook or, you know, on my own personal Instagram to follow along. But uh, this was this was not the case for Louis, you, you know, because uh, one of the reasons is I personally, you know, he's a smart motherfucker. I'll just leave it at that. OK, Louis is a smart motherfucker. He's a very aware motherfucker. And, you know, he displayed this clearly when he was in my philosophy class, having never taken any philosophy before, I believe, you know what I mean? And still being far and way advanced, like, you know, compared to most introduction of philosophy students. So I had no problem with this one because, you know, I was genuinely curious to see where this guy ends up in life. You know what I mean? And in that time since he's, you know, he's, he's, he's been right there, dog, you know, listening, following, keeping up, you know what I mean? Sending the messages of support, which, you know, obviously mean a lot to me during these difficult times. So what's up, Louie? I see you, dog, and I appreciate the fuck out of it. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> the next one, the next one, the next person I want to give a shout out to quickly is a young lady by the name of Marissa. Uh, we've never met actually in person, but it's just another one of these people that I'm telling you about that uh, I've met through the, through the gram specifically, or perhaps through the podcast. I'm not exactly sure, right? But she also did send a message showing that she was listening to the podcast. And that shit meant, again, so much more to me. In fact, <laughs> it was a great, it was a grand impetus for me to finally get up off my ass, quit being a fucking sad boy, quit being, you know, just all around fucking, I don't know, man, whatever. You know what I mean? And get on the fucking grind again. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate the fuck out of it, Marissa, Louie, and uh, Miss Julie's busybody, right? And also to any motherfucker who's listening to this that doesn't reach out. Like, even though you're not fucking reaching out, it doesn't mean that I don't appreciate it. You know, I see, I see you, dog. I'll see you. You know, I see you. You know what I mean? I, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and that it should go without saying that I really do appreciate you fucking with this podcast. You know what I mean? Especially after a month-long fucking hiatus. I know how the podcast game works. This shit is fucking basically a death sentence for a fucking podcast. Especially one that's, you know, like mine with a very fucking, you know... It's not the grandest podcast in the world. Ain't nobody like fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's hard. I get it. Like, you have other things that'll keep your attention. And I appreciate the fuck out of every single person that gives me a single second of attention. You know what I mean? In terms of this podcast. And uh, last, but last, uh, last but not least, dog, the last person I want to give a shout out to was a homie that I went to middle school with by the name of Steven Silva. Okay. Uh, it was just uh, found out about two weeks ago that this gentleman was taken from us, right? He was killed by an unknown group of assailants in the Dallas area, leaving behind his uh, wife and kids. And uh, yeah, dog, suffice to say, you know, as someone who has lost a brother recently, I can only begin to imagine the horrors that his family must be going through right now. You know what I mean? Um, having lost a brother myself who left behind children, like it's fucking unfathomable, bro, the kind of pain that that family must be experiencing. You know what I'm saying? So. Shout out to Silver Dog. I hope everything is good with you, wherever it is that you might be. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'll pray for you. I'll pray for the peace, dog. I'll pray for the peace, uh, the peace rather, and the well-being of your beloved family during this difficult time for your brother, your sister, your your wife, your your children that you left behind, your mom, all that, man. I, I, I sincerely hope that they find peace during this difficult time, right? And um, yeah, I guess with <laughs> those quick formalities out of the way, it's as good a time as any to just go ahead and get into the fucking podcast for today. There's a lot of things I don't want to talk about, okay? This isn't going to be a necessarily uh, philosophical one. I didn't, I didn't want to just <laughs> jump into the philosophy shit right away, dog. You know what I mean? I will. I do. I have finished, however, uh, uh, the, the, the podcast that I've been talking about for a while now about, you know, the, the follow-up to the cultural capital and shit about how all this conspiracy theory is not really a conspiracy and all that. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm excited to bring that one next week. 
But uh, I didn't want to just jump right into that one, dog, because, <laughs> you know, like, I just got to, I wanted to get my, my, my fucking, I wanted to get back in the groove of things. You know what I mean? So this is going to be a running back episode where I'm just kind of quickly recap. Quickly, by the way, I'm, you know, I'm not even, I don't even know how long it's going to last, however long it lasts. I'm not even tripping. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, it's going to be a, a running back episode of type where I'm just going to kind of just go back to, uh, just a little bit of some of the shit that's been, you know, that I've been dealing with in this <laughs> month long hiatus. Just some of the shit, you know what I mean? Which, of course, the fucking probably like the central underlying theme is going to be the fucking the, 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 the zuckening that I endured. You know what I mean? Which sounds fucking hilarious, but we'll see why at the end. Right. It sounds hilarious given, you know, the the magnitude of fucking things that you compare it to. Like you have the death of a loved one compared to the zuckening. You know what I mean? It's like, OK, dog, which one's more fucking, you know, prominent? if you will and it you know it sounds fucking hilarious to even suggest that a zuckening could be anywhere near on that level which i'm not trying to do i'm just saying like that is kind of an underlying theme through all of it you know what i'm saying um and i guess the the, the next underlying theme is just going to be censorship dog like censorship loneliness like just these deep i guess you know it's always philosophical dog you know what i mean if you look deeply enough and uh Another theme is going to be just censorship in general, but also loneliness, dog. Like you hear, we hear us talk about both, you know, from, you know, in terms of the former when it comes to political philosophy on how censorship in general is like a cardinal sin against human rights. And then you hear it in terms of, you know, existentialism when it comes to the latter. And, you know, we, we read books, we listen to these lectures and we hear motherfuckers talk about how something like loneliness is a, is a general theme in existential philosophy, but it's not until we really begin to immerse ourselves with these experiences and these emotions that the philosophy actually starts to make sense. Right. And that's, uh, <laughs> that's like, it's probably one of my impetuses as a teacher, as a pedagogue, but also as a, as a philosopher in general, dog, someone who's just navigating life in a philosophical way, someone who is low riding through turtle Island. You know what I'm saying? Is the understanding that the shit that we read in books, dog, the shit that we learn, whether it be through a podcast, whether it be through a YouTube video, a lecture, whatever, it doesn't really mean shit if we're not actually grappling with what this, with what these fucking topics we're talking about are, right? Like it's just a rote memorization, which is not really education, dog. That's indoctrination. You know what I mean? So, what I'm trying to say is like, you can read a book, homie, talking about all the fucking grand existential problems. For those of you who are only uh, listening, I'm holding up another book here. It's called From Rationalism to Existentialism by uh, Robert Solomon. I believe I've mentioned it before in the past, right? And uh, one of the parts that I'm working through right now is the part on uh, Sartre, which, you know, his whole thing is about, well, one of his things is about, you know, action and tension and emotion, which is a central theme in existential philosophy, emotions, you know what I mean? And it's, uh, it's one thing to read that kind of shit and be like, oh, this is what John Paul Sartre thought about emotions, you know what I mean? And it's another thing to actually engage with the fucking emotions themselves and be like, oh, fuck, dude, like, these emotions, for good or bad, they're fucking... They are what makes life, bro. They are what makes life, essentially. You know what I mean? Uh, the, the, the experience of these emotions. And it's hence one of the reasons why a lot of the existential philosophy is so insistent on us not running from the emotions. Because in running from the emotions and not grappling with the emotions and just reading these, you know, fucking topics at a surface level, we're not really learning what the fuck it is that they're talking about. You know what I mean? We're just, <laughs> at best, memorizing shit that we could fucking try to wow people with at a cocktail party or something. You know what I mean? Well, according to John Paul Sartre, he says that emotions like, fuck that shit, Doug. That's not what I'm concerned about. You know what I mean? I'm concerned with actually learning the fucking material to try to elevate myself from, you know, just, just in general, Doug, just in general in life, but also from the current circumstances I find myself in. You know what I mean? <laughs> and in terms of the, I guess, just working like in all sorts of non-chronological order, 
in terms of the fucking censorship, dog, what really fucks me up about this censorship is I'm convinced, you know, like, maybe I'm being hyperbolic. Maybe you disagree. But as far as I'm concerned, me personally, it fucking 100% feels like just another continuation of the censorship of indigenous voices by fucking European peoples here on Turtle Island. In this case, when it comes to fucking social media, dog, like a lot of the fucking shit that I'm going to talk about, I guess, later, a little bit of the shit, right? Because I'm not going to get too deeply into it, but the shit that, that I personally feel is what drew the attention of the fucking reptilian overlords over at fucking uh, Instagram headquarters this time around, this time, right? <laughs> like, the not, not not being able to talk about that kind of shit, dog, is not is, is is not being able to, you know, shed light on a problem that has pervaded our community for fucking the last 500 years, bro. And uh, what's truly upsetting about it is knowing that, you know, in X amount of years, whether it's 30, 40, 50 years, it's going to likely be revealed, dog, that everything that I said was in fact the case. Like we, this is like a weird fucking point. And, you know, I guess I'll address it now. And if it comes up later, uh, organically, I'll, I'll address it again, but it's, it's fucking annoying dog. When you're dealing with people who just dismiss everything that it is that you have to say as conspiratorial, just because it doesn't fucking fit in with the status quo. And the point that I'm trying to make here is that just by fucking virtue of being a brown person living on fucking Turtle Island in the wake of fucking European colonialism, we, we are not part of the status quo. You know what I mean? We've never been part of the status quo. They're trying to fucking, you know, assimilate us into the status quo and they'll only accept us into the status quo if we fucking, you know, follow along their lines. But in doing so, like it, it, it implies that we have to completely fucking, we have to completely basically sell out all of the fucking past ancestral trauma that we've endured. And, you know, a lot of us are willing to do that, but many of us aren't, doc. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, like when they shadow ban us, when we're fucking trying to talk about this shit and only to come to find out that, you know, in 50 years, they're going to be like, ah, you know what? Maybe the police were out of pocket at Uvalde and maybe it was something that was fucking planned in advance. You know what I mean? It's going to, it's just, it's upsetting because it's like, well, why don't you fucking listen to me now? Like, I'm telling you this now. Why are you so quick to dismiss it as a fucking conspiracy when we're fucking telling you that we have a history of this kind of fucking very problem with this colonial government in the first place. These motherfuckers don't give a fuck about us. They've never given a fuck about us. So to suggest something, to catch a ban for suggesting that the police had no fucking desire to go into that fucking building in the first place to help save those children, that's not a conspiracy, dog. That's a fucking, that's a, that's just me telling you fucking, that's, that's me relaying to you fucking 500 years of continued struggle, dog. You know what I mean? So the fact that it, you know, that's the fucking shit that got me, uh, fresh zuckening you know like again you can fucking you can you can live in this world dog where everything happens by chance and coincidence you know what i mean or you can just oh it's nice to live in that world of chance and coincidence because we don't like to think that still to this day like they don't fucking they they you know they don't fucking love us but first of all why do you want their love in the first place you know what i mean second of all like how much fucking more abuse do you have to fucking take before you realize these motherfuckers don't love you dog you know what i'm saying um, these motherfuckers, of course, being the colonial government, dog, and all these fucking settler colonial projects that have emerged from it, whether it's the fucking police force, the border patrol with all these new uh, unrestricted fucking liberties that got, they, they've been granted being able to run up in our homes and shit. You know what I mean? Like it just after a while, bro, you have to you have to be, you know, real with yourself and, and, and recognize that this is not good. This is not a good relationship that we have. You know what I mean? And uh, something needs to change, bro, because whether it's them fucking not letting people get in, you know, to, you know, to to save their children from, you know, murder, a murderer, 
or whether it's them taking children away from fucking our parents at the at the border, whether it's fucking breaking up families, you know what I mean? Because of it, these motherfuckers don't care about us, bro. And uh, if they don't care about us, who who's left? We're we're left. We are the ones left to be able to look look after and care for ourselves. You know what I mean? And of course, the only way that this is going to be, you know, spread, of course, is by talking about it, which is what makes social media so fucking prominent is the ability to connect with motherfuckers in a way that has never been done before and be able to potentially start spreading this message and say, dude, like whether it was the San Ysidro tragedy, the, the San Ysidro uh, mass shooting in fucking San Diego in the 1980s, whether it's the El Paso fucking Walmart shooting that just occurred about three years ago, whether it's the Uvalde tragedy, that shit is but a microcosm. Dog. It's a microcosm of fucking mass death that has been fucking uh, 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 cast upon our community by white settler colonialist dogs for the last 500 years. You know what I mean? And to not be able to talk about that, to not be able to spread that, you can't fucking help but argue that is a form of fucking settler colonial oppression still continuing to this day. It's not conspiratorial, dog, to fucking ask these questions. You know what I mean? It's critical, which is at the core of philosophical discourse. And, you know, it gets deeper there. The problem gets deeper there because you start to recognize that, well, if you can't be fucking critical then you can't be philosophical. And if you can't be philosophical, that means you can't fucking basically think, dog. Not, and I'm not being hyperbolic in any way, shape, or form whatsoever. And, you know, if you're not even allowed, excuse me, to exercise your ability to think, that implies that you are not in control of the most fundamental element of your entire existence, dog. And that is your consciousness. You know what I mean? which renders us nothing more than fucking glorified slaves, bro. So that's what I'm trying to say. Like, these are fucking heavy, heavily layered and loaded issues. And to not be able to fucking discuss them because social media, the fucking reptiles over at Instagram headquarters decided that that doesn't fit their status quo. That somebody of a brown body like myself should not be talking about these kinds of issues because they don't want these fucking kind of issues to be brought to the attention. They want fucking us to be, you know, the blue anon dorks that just support the Democratic Party because they're allegedly after our favor. No, dude, like, that's not how this shit fucking works. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, man, anyways. To move along, I guess, you know, to to, to tie in the two themes that I've been discussing so far, um, censorship, dog, and, you know, just the ensuing loneliness. A lot of that also implies not just censorship from with, you know, external to us, like a government or a fucking social media company. But uh, by the way, before I finish this fucking tangent, before I go off on this next tangent, let me let me finish the last one. And the idea here is that just because social media has been taken away from us, despite all that shit that I just talked from, from me, right, doesn't mean that I still can't spread that message, which is part of the impetus of why I wanted to make this podcast in the first place. Like my YouTube channel still up and running my fucking you can still find my shit on fucking Apple. You know what I mean? And if, you know, I'm not going to make an excuse because if I really feel this powerfully about the fucking message that I'm trying to spread, then fucking do it the way motherfuckers did before social media, dog. You don't fucking, I don't need social media. I'll get your fucking email address. And if they take my fucking emails away too, I'll get your fucking home address and I'll send that shit out by a fucking mail, dog. You know what I mean? And if it gets really bad, I'll start fucking sending smoke signals at some point. You know what I mean? Because if you got to speak truth to power, dog, it doesn't matter how the fuck, it doesn't matter. People find a way. We find a way. We survive no matter what. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not trying to make this sound like some fucking, oh, pity me. My social media got fucked that. I don't give a fuck. I'll find a way. You know what I'm saying? We survive up in this motherfucker. And um, so, yeah, with that said, uh, the reason why I want to bring it up is because censorship doesn't exist just from the outside, dog. It also exists from the inside. We censor ourselves in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? The, 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 
the realization, me personally, that I have myself been censoring myself in many ways. Not in terms of like the shit that I say, like I don't give a fuck, I'll say whatever. You know what I mean? In terms of when it comes to like political topics, in terms of when it comes to my beliefs and opinions on shit. Like I'll fucking say what I fucking say. You know what I mean? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the things that I personally allow myself to fucking have to confront when it comes to especially my own personal shortcomings. You know what I mean? That's when I start to censor myself. That's when I start to let the ego take control, bro, and start to realize that, oh, fuck, bro, a lot of my actions are not fucking coming from a genuine perspective, another existential theme. They're not coming from an authentic expression of self, another existential theme. You know what I mean? They are instead coming from a cultural influence that is fucking being used to keep me on guard from having to confront a lot of the issues that are keeping me from being a good, happy person. Mostly because having to deal with those issues is fucking very difficult for me personally, right? And I'm not even talking about just the death of my brother no more, dog. I'm talking about issues that have existed fucking long before this. You know what I mean? Like my own personal shortcomings as an individual person. Particularly, particularly when it comes to interpersonal relationships, like with my girlfriend. You know what I mean? And uh, I started realizing this a couple days ago when I, I was just like, cleaning my house and listening to some hip-hop music. You know, the typical shit. West Coast shit, dog. You know how we do. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, it, I love hip-hop music, dog. And I love fucking 90s gangster rap. Like, that's what I was fucking raised with, dog. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's fucking... Look, I got, Biggie, I got Biggie and Pac on the background since day one. Yo, I got fucking Dr. Dre right there. I got fucking, you know, Outkast right there. Even though they're not, they're not gangster rap, they're still 90s. You know what I mean? I got fucking Nas right there, bro. Like, this is a fun foundational part of my personality. You know what I mean? And um, the reason why I mention this is because for so long, like, I've always, I've always been like, I'm still pro-hip-hop, just so we're case, just so we're clear, I should say. Like, I will fucking never stop defending rap music or hip-hop. You know what I mean? But uh, recently, recently, <laughs> like, I'm talking in the last two or three days, dog, I've been able to admit, you know what I mean, that at 35 years old, bro, I can legitimately admit that maybe, and even saying maybe is me trying to still keep up my guard that I'm talking about. That's me censoring myself from having to fucking deal with this shit. You know what I mean? So I'll just be real with it, dog. Like, I'm legit fucking convinced that rap music in general has warped my mind, bro. Now, to be clear, to be clear, there is a distinction for me, at least, and perhaps for you as well, between rap music and hip hop. The easiest way that I can make this distinction is by simply saying that uh get a happy father's day text right <laughs> uh the easiest way that i can make this distinction is by simply saying that uh you know rap music is what you will hear like in the mainstream whether it's on the radio or not rap music is like what's on the mainstream hip-hop music however it's never really been mainstream bro there are mainstream hip-hop artists like j cole you know what i mean but yeah he's a fucking rare exception right and for the most part the music that we get is very I mean, I'm not trying to talk shit. I mean, I'm talking shit. Let me, like, again, there's me censoring myself. You know what I mean? It's very low vibrational, dog. It's very low vibrational music. Like, it pains me to fucking say because, as I've already mentioned, I love hip-hop music, dog. I love hip-hop culture, and I don't want to sound fucking disrespectful in any way, shape, or form. I don't want to sound ungrateful in any way, shape, or form. But it is fucking low vibrational, dog, if we're being completely honest. You know what I mean? And, uh... For the longest time, I would defend against it. I'd be like, yeah, so what? Like, who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? It's an expression. It's whatever. Like, all kinds of different ways people defend rap music, and rightfully so, against critiques. You know what I mean? 
But uh, I'm starting to realize, dog, that in these low vibrational fucking frequencies have unquestionably warped my mind. You know what I mean? I was listening to the fucking all my real dogs still kicking with me. All my down hoes still checking for me. All the true gangsters know, whoa, Nate ain't never love no hoe, right? You know the song, fucking The Chronic, 2001, right? And uh, it's funny because, you know, I was in eighth grade when The Chronic, I was like, yeah, I was in eighth grade when The Chronic fucking came out, bro. Or I was going to eighth grade when The Chronic came out. Came out. So it's obvious that it had a very fucking, f- fucking formative influence in my, in my, in my, in, uh, a very powerful influence in my formative years, Right. And uh, it unquestionably influenced my relationship with women for the entirety of my life, dog. It's still to this day, I'm telling you, I just realized this fucking two, three days ago. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not that big of a deal when you're a fucking sophomore in high school and you're treating bitches like hoes type shit. You know what I mean? Because I fuck bitches, get money type shit. All my real dogs still checking for me. Nate, I say never love no hoe type shit. You know what I mean? Like fuck bitches. You know what I mean? But if you're fucking 35, dog, like I am, and you're still operating with this same very rudimental fucking understanding of reality, bro. Like I would venture to say you're probably not going to be very happy. You know what I mean? Now there are people out there, I'm sure, who feel as though that is the purpose of life. Just fucking accumulate wealth and accumulate women and just keep doing your thing. You know what I mean? Which is fine. If that's for you, like, cool. You know what I'm saying? But it's Father's Day, bro. You know what I mean? (laughs) You just by virtue of life, children inevitably get fucking introduced into the mix. You know what I mean? Sometimes fucking daughters, bro. And uh, if this is the same attitude that you're having about life at fucking 35 as you did when you were a fucking sophomore in high school, I'm talking to myself here, you know what I mean? You're going to have a very fucking rough go at it, bro. Now, I'm not trying to, I'm not, this doesn't mean that I, you know, I'm, again, this is censoring myself. I'm not the best partner to my girlfriend, you know what I mean? Admittedly, but I'm not the worst. I don't fucking step out on her. I don't fucking, you know, I don't have side bitches. I don't got none of that shit, dog. You know what I mean? Um... But <laughs> what I'm trying to say is like there, there, this fucking influence of hip hop music, it, it's still there. And I'm realizing, I was realizing just how, like, despite the fact that I claim to be, oh, I'm a Chicanx philosopher. I'm not a misogynist. I'm not like, nah, dog. Like there's still a lot of deeply, deeply rooted fucking misogyny and fucking chauvinism that is, you know, machismo, if you will, that is still fucking nestled within me. And, you know, that I need to fucking work through, you know what I'm saying? And uh, this is what I was like, <laughs> this is what the, the, the insight that came to me when I was fucking cleaning my house, bro. You know, I was like, yo, honestly, what the fuck do I care? What corrupt, you know, the corrupt, the rapper, right? The rapper corrupt. What the fuck do I care what he thinks about my relationship with my baby mama, dog, with my fucking girlfriend? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't even fucking know this dude, yo. He's just some dude that hopped on a track that I fucking listened to when, you know, the whole world listened to. When uh, me personally, I was in eighth grade and shit, you know what I mean? And uh, I allowed those ideas to influence my belief towards women. And, you know, to, to I'll cut myself a little bit of slack here because I was a fucking kid. We all were, you know what I mean? But the idea that at 35, I'm like, oh, man, like I can't fucking allow myself to get too close. You know, bitch, we've been together for 12 years, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like after a while, those, you know, these ideas that, oh, I can't allow myself to get too close to somebody. That shit, you got to put that shit aside, dog, because, you know, like. Who gives a fuck? Who again? Who gives a fuck with corrupt things? And you know, to to, to feel otherwise is it's, it's it's having a clear and obvious impact. You know, this machismo bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, not just me anymore, dog. Like, it's tearing families apart, bro. And you know, the idea that I could be that I would be an exception because I think that I'm some enlightened fucking 
Chicanx philosopher and we don't deal with misogyny in our culture. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, I'm no exception, bro. Right? So I have to stay woke and ensure that I don't let this kind of shit happen, bro. <laughs> so that was kind of what I mean by, by understanding that the realization that hip hop, rap music in general has, you know, kind of warped my mind, bro. And that's just one of the many ways, you know what I mean? Like you, you can introduce the drug and alcohol culture, the hookup culture, all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? That you realize is so heavily spread through rap music and you start to ask yourself like, damn, bro. Is this what they mean when they say it's low vibrational? Because, you know, the music itself is dope, but the influence it has on our actions, that shit leads to some very fucking, it leads to some very fucking, very toxic patterns in life that are very difficult to break and that unquestionably cause a fucking, you know, low vibing frequencies to enter into our life. So what I mean by that is like, I'm super personal here, but fuck it, who cares? Like, I have, I have two kids, like two kids, two different baby mamas. What's up? Thank you, rap music, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm talking shit. Like, that's a joke, right? Just so we're clear. Um, but uh, yeah, dog, like, it's, it's tough, the idea that you would not be able to see your, your child, for instance. My son, like, it's Father's Day. I won't see him today because of my relationship with my first baby mama. You know what I mean? And uh, that relationship was heavily influenced by these fucking ridiculous beliefs that I have that were themselves in turn influenced by fucking, you know, rap music and just the culture that I grew up in. You know what I mean? The culture of machismo, misogyny and so on. Right. And uh, it sucks. I'm just to be honest with you, like it fucking sucks, bro. I won't, you know, maybe if I'm lucky, he'll answer my fucking phone call. I don't expect him to text me or call me. You know, he's, he's a little bit older now. You know what I mean? Uh, because that's just the kind of relationship that we have. Like we're, we stay in contact. We're cool. You know what I mean? But the idea that like, oh my God, I got, it's my, it's father's day. I got to make my dad a gift. Like I got to spend time with my dad. Like it's not going to happen. And the reason why it's not going to happen with my son is because of this fucking terrible, terrible fucking, you know, person that I was when I was a young, when I was younger, you know what I mean? And how it in turn played out with my fucking baby mama. You know what I mean? We had a kid and it just fucking, it ended terribly in terms of relationship. And because of that, between my baby mama and I. And because of that, like it directly influenced my fucking relationship with my son. You know what I mean? So this is what I'm talking about, like how it introduces these very fucking toxic cycles into our life and how it fucking introduces not just hip hop, not just rap music anymore. I'm talking about like machismo in general, fucking chauvinism, misogyny. You know what I mean? How it introduces these toxic fucking cycles into our life that are fucking difficult to break, bro. And that have unquestionable, unquestionable impact on the overall quality of life that we lead. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, dog, like I'm starting to see, you, you see it too. You see it yourself. Like this is becoming a recurring theme in hip hop, right? With, you know, one of them, the, the desire to break the recurring cycles, right? Uh, you know, the most recent Kendrick Lamar album, it was about that. It's basically everything J. Cole has been trying to tell us about for the past 10 years now. You know what I mean? So again, it's not just fucking all one side of trying to bash rap music because there's hip hop music there, right? That is trying to elevate and trying to overcome a lot of those fucking negative cycles as well. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, dog, I guess whether, you know, the, the, the theme is, you know, the, the, the troubled men, right? The troubled men and the cycles that they themselves create that fuck up the future generation, the desire to break that. You know what I mean? And uh, I started thinking again about how that relates to me. I just gave you the story about, you know, my fucking first baby mama and my relationship with my son. And I'm telling you straight up, like, yeah, dog, it has affected me. You know what I mean? Like, of course it fucks me. You know what I mean? I'd be fucking, I'd be a fucking asshole if the idea that I'm not going to be able to see my son today didn't fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, <laughs> I, I guess, again, the central thing that I'm trying to get to is that while a lot of that is unquestionably influenced by external factors, 
you know, the external factor here being in the relationship with my son being shit like fucking state mandated visitation rights, child support, fucking, you know, all that kind of shit. Like I only have certain days when I can see my son, which I, Father's Day is one of them. But but once you once children get to a certain age, they can choose. They can choose like where do you want to go? Where do you want to be with? When do you want to be with? You know what I mean? And uh, right now, my son is at the point in his life, he's a young teenager, bro, where he wants to be with his fucking friends. And his friends are with him in California, not here where I am in Texas. You know what I mean? So he he don't come down, not because, you know, he don't love me, he don't want to see me, but because he's a fucking young kid, dog. I get it. I was in high school. I know exactly what it's like. I didn't have a dad, but I didn't never want to spend any time with my mom. Like, what the fuck, dude? I want to go with the homies. You know what I mean? And, but the point is, like, that's that's an external factor. You know what I mean? <laughs> But it would be foolish to deny, and this is where the whole grappling with emotions and all that kind of shit, the self-censorship, is that all of this is unquestionably a result of my own personal shortcomings as a person, dog. Uh, And, you know, these have been very painful for me to address. Like, that's the whole point that I was talking about earlier with, you know, you put these walls up because, you know, which hip hop music uh, uh, or rap music rather galvanizes because, you know, they're very difficult to address, bro. And uh, you start to realize that, nah, dog, you're, you're doing this to yourself. Like, it's not rap music's fault. It's your fault. You are a weak person, okay? And instead of trying to blame just all these external forces, you have to realize that it's not even about, like, a troubled man out there fucking reproducing these cycles because of the fucking environment that they were born into. And that's just, you know, the way the cookie crumbles, colonialism's fucked up our community. Like, okay, yeah, that's one way to read it, dog. But another way to read it is that people like myself are fucking up our community because we allow these fucking forces to take the best of us, not because we're fucking powerless to stop them, but because we're too fucking weak to address the reasons why we allow them to affect us in the first place, which in this case, again, for me personally, is addressing the own personal uh, shortcomings that fucking lead to this behavior in the first place. You know what I mean? Uh, talking about my first baby mamas, for instance, like the fucking shortcoming was I was a young kid, first and foremost, uh, that was obsessed. I was just fucking, I was a fucking pussy hunt. Let's just be real about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the idea that it fucking like having to just be with one person for the rest of my life at, you know, 19, at 19 years old was fucking terrifying. So I didn't really care. I didn't really care like how my relationship unfolded with her because like, I ah, fuck that bitch. I'll get another one. Like, that. it doesn't matter. Like, fuck it. I get bitches every day. Like, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Typical fucking toxic boy shit. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Hoodville. Um, but that's, that's a, that was a shortcoming on my behalf. The shortcoming here being the fucking, the rejection of love, the fucking, uh, insecurity that comes with fucking, you know, just being in a, uh, in a faithful monogamous relationship. You know what I mean? The desire even for attention. You know what I'm saying? Like having to confront these issues is very painful, bro, on our own behalf. Like, damn dog, why do I fucking, why do I put up these walls? Why do I fucking not, why do I reject love? Why do I fucking desire the attention from fucking other females? You know what I mean? Like, and you get deeper into the rabbit hole and you're like, well, fuck, maybe because you weren't loved as a child, bro. And you know, you weren't given the love that you needed, you know, from your own, your own mother, right? Definitely not from a father because he wasn't there. And because of that, you're seeking that love through all these fucking actions, you know, that are just causing these terrible cycles to, you know, you know, to, you're creating these terrible cycles in your life that are your fault. You know what I mean? And that are going to have an unquestionable impact far into the future, not just for you, but for your community. You know what I mean? And then you fucking go off the fucking races from there, dog. And you realize like, no one wants to fucking admit to themselves like, damn, my mom didn't love me. You know what I mean? But until we do, fuck, bro, when does the cycle end? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And ideally, right, ideally, if you were not, you know, taking the time to reflect upon this, because not only are we being externally censored, 
but we're being internally censored ourselves, right? The answer is never, dog. You're going to be this fucking piece of shit that's hooked on this fucking, you know what I mean? This misogynistic lifestyle, this chauvinistic lifestyle, right? And, you know, it's going to continue on to the next generation. My fear now is that, you know, my son is going to perpetuate this fucking cycle of behavior and he's, you know, he's going to have a kid at an early age and then his kid's going to perpetuate that pattern of behavior. And then, you know what I mean? Like, fuck, dude. I wish when it came to my son specifically, I was strong enough to have been able to break, break that curse. You know what I'm saying? But not when it came to my son, I wasn't able to, unfortunately. Right. And, uh, yeah, dog. So the idea here is that, you know, it's there. Like the ability is there. You know what I mean? We just have to fucking have the strength to be able to do so. But you know, it implies, I mean, a lot of fucking hard work, bro. Okay. So, um, yeah, this little fucking thought that I had, maybe I'll fucking delve deeper into it in a, in a future episode. But like I said, this is all just a quick running back. You know what I mean? It led to the next idea that I was fucking with. And that was that of indigenizing, bro. Like I started, I, I started to ask myself, like, why am I really doing this, bro? Am I doing this whole indigenization shit because I genuinely feel a fucking connection with my ancestral past and I want to fucking, you know, reach, reach into the past and fucking reconnect with it? Or am I just doing it for the gram, bro? Because that's one of the critiques that like people who are still attached to their indigenous communities, that's one of the critiques that they have of people like myself, dog, who, you know, like who are detribalized and we're trying to fucking reconnect, you know, we're indigenizing. One of the fucking critiques that they have is that a lot of these motherfuckers are just doing it for the clout, dog. They're just doing it for the gram. They're trying to get followers. They're trying to build a fucking following. And then they're trying to sell people some shit. You know what I mean? And, and by doing so. And, uh, they're fucking upset about that and rightfully so bro they should be upset about that uh being an indigenous person is something that is a fucking it's special dog and it's something that should be you know guarded unquestionably because of how just this survivance in general bro like the entirety of this fucking 500 uh, past years has been directed at the extermination of indigenous peoples so you know now that it's not necessarily in a physical form it's becoming in a cultural form now like you have culture vultures who are coming into the community and trying to fucking destroy it as well so it's understandable and completely fucking respectable that you have the indigenous peoples who are saying, fuck you, dude. We don't want you motherfuckers entering into our community and completely fucking shitting on it with your ridiculous fucking clout chasing nonsense. You know what I mean? Uh, because doing so is going to ultimately lead to the fucking, it's gonna, it could potentially lead to very, very, very fucking catastrophic results to our community, which we've already fucking endured. You know what I mean? So, you know, I get it and I respect that 100%, even though it's a critique that they log at, that they, that they lob at Chicano people, right? They'll say Chicano people are not a real community. They're not really indigenous. They're descendants of indigenous, right? They're of indigenous descent. All the shit that I've talked about before. But uh, I, I think that a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, we Chicano people in the past, specifically the CH peoples, right? They did a lot of a lot of erasure on their own of their own you know what i mean with the whole weird aztecs type of shit like no you're not dog. shut the fuck up very few people are still aztecs to this day you know what i mean um so you know they lobbed that critique and understandably so not just against us but against other people as well you know what i mean and uh when i finally sat down to think about this i started asking myself am i really trying to reconnect with my ancestral past dog or am I just one of the fucking culture vultures that the indigenous peoples who are still tied to their communities fucking tell us about you know what I mean? And uh, this was a, a, a very difficult topic for me to, uh, to grapple with. You know what I mean? Because there's no question that the idea of being a Chicano figures prominently. Not as much anymore. Not because it's not important to me. 
But because I've started to understand that that's more of a personal journey and I will share for the people who are interested in it. You know what I mean? But I'm not, I'm not trying to start a cult of Chicanx people. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to start a fucking, I'm not trying to be the culture vulture, bro. I'm not trying to be here like, this is what the fuck I am. This is, you know what I mean? Like it is what the fuck I am. But what I'm trying to say is I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to base my entire fucking personality around that shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it is what it is. I am what I am. You know what I mean? And, um, I guess the point that I'm trying to get to is like, I, I kind of felt as though like, no, I don't really think I'm one of those fucking, you know, culture vulture people. You know what I mean? And this came to me when I was, you know, I sat down and I was finally able to do some reading, some more reading. I'm working through three books right now. And the third one is this fucking one right here. The fate of earthly things, Aztec gods and God bodies. Right by Molly H. Bassett. Um, it was one of the books that I got the chance to sit down and read this last week. <laughs> you know, my brain was finally fucking working with me, not just obsessing over all these fucking issues that I'm dealing with. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, this book on Nahuatl Dog, when I was reading through it, I realized that, you know, a lot of my own personal feelings from this Nahuatl shit, dog, is a desire to honestly escape the, the modernist world, dog, and return back to tradition. I have one homie, and I've mentioned it before, who says that I'm very conservative. You know what I mean? And I don't disagree necessarily, but I'm saying where I disagree is that his conception of conservative is predicated entirely off of uh, understanding that is given to us by American popular politics, right? And uh, that's where I disagree with him. I'm like, dude, I'm not a fucking conservative like, you know, these people, you know, like in terms of like Democrat, Republican type shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like that, Doug. I am conservative, if anything, in the sense of a desire to return back to a fucking non-modernist world. I've talked about this before, dog, on this podcast. You know what I mean? This modernist world, I don't like it. I fucking definitely don't like where it's going. This whole technocratic bullshit, like, it's fucking terrifying, bro. It's haunting to me. You know what I mean? And I don't want that, bro. I don't fucking, I don't vibe with these modernist culture values, like Christianity. I don't vibe with any of that kind of shit, dog. So a lot of my fucking desire to indigenize is rooted in a fucking desire to reconnect with a world that existed prior to all of this. You know what I mean? And just saying like, dude, you know, I do believe that a return to the past can help alter the in seemingly at least in an inescapable future, right? This modernist world that we're going through, through a technocracy. Okay. Um, but more importantly, dog, it's rooted in unhappiness. Ultimately, it's rooted in an unhappiness with who I am told that I am by culture. Who am I told that I am? I'm told I'm a white fucking American. Like, okay, guy, I am a white American on paper, but when I am around actual European Americans, it is very clear that I am not a white fucking American. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I am told that I am a fucking Mexican American and not an indigenous person. But then you fucking get into the, the, the cultures and the values of Mexican Americans and you realize like, no, I don't vibe with this shit either. You know what I mean? I am told that I am a fucking a modern man living in the fucking 21st century, getting ready to embrace the fucking, you know, synchronicity of the merger between human and machine and i'm like i don't fucking want that either like what the fuck dude no dog so like a lot of the fucking indig a lot of it not all you know like it's not it's not the only reason but a lot of it is a desire to reconnect with a fucking past hence the conservative part right and realize like that's just one way to live life bro there are fucking infinitely many ways out there to live life and you know we're not we don't have to go where they're going dog we don't have to go where that world is trying to take us you know what i'm saying and uh, there are other worlds that offer more peace of body, peace of mind, peace of spirit, right? That can potentially help us navigate this world that we're living in. You know what I mean? Which, of course, ties into the part that I was talking about just now about fucking breaking these vicious cycles, bro. Like this fucking modernist Christian world has no interest in helping us break those cycles. Those fucking cycles are exactly the impetus for people fucking running 
to the simulation, to the merger for machines in the first place, because you have these people who are unhappy with their, you know, with their lives in general, with the nine to five life of American society, with the American dream. You know, they're physically unhappy because of the fucking the epidemic of obesity in this country. And they think that merging with machines will be, this is my thought process, that they think that merging with the machines is going to be this, this fucking, this grand glorious escape. And, you know, I don't think that's the case, dog. You know, so for me personally, the desire then is to reconnect with this ancestral tradition, use the knowledge that we're fucking gleaning here to help break these cycles Avoid the fucking synchronicity by all costs. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then hopefully spread this fucking knowledge to others in hopes that they could potentially break the cycles that they're enduring instead. Right? Which brings us to the next point, which is the fucking zuckening, dog. It's honestly like it's a fucking trip, bro. Being zucked is a trip. Okay. For a variety of reasons. Like most importantly being what I was talking about earlier, like actually, you know, Understanding that these emotions, these experiences now to to expand it a little bit further that we deal with in life, fucking, they are, they are that, that's reality, bro. You know what I mean? And so embracing them, the good and the bad is, you know, like to embrace all of reality. So when you say like, oh, I had a great reality, like I have a great life, like, yeah, that means that I'm just open to the fucking, oh, the, the infinite possibilities of reality and I don't fucking skirt them. You know what I mean? I just embrace them for what they are. So instead of like being, say you're nervous about performing, for instance, Instead of saying like, oh, fuck, this feeling is terrible. Like, instead of letting the feeling of nervousness, you know, completely overtake us. The idea here is to embrace the feeling of nervousness and be like, holy shit, this is a fucking, this is a facet of life. This is a facet of reality. Like, this is how I'm, this is how I'm interfacing with the world right now. Like, you know, like I, I don't have to let it, I don't have to let the nervousness overtake me. I use the nerv the nervousness as my impetus as to how I'm going to fucking interact with the situation. You know what I mean? And hopefully use it to rise to the occasion or whatever. So that's kind of the same deal when it comes to the zuckening. Like, yeah, dog, it sucks, but I don't want to try to like make it sound like it's a terrible thing. Like it sucks in a variety of ways. And one of the ways that's cool, right, is that it's provided me the opportunity to see that social media itself is also legitimately destroying my brain, dog. Like I'm telling you fucking straight up, okay? It's been one of the merits of being zucked, honestly, dog, is realizing just how fucking not only addicted I was to social media, but also all the ways in which it's fucking with my own personal brain as well, dog. Like, I'm fucking 30. I can't even imagine these fucking poor teenagers, bro. I'm fucking 35 years old with an ideal sense of self. These fucking poor kids who are on this shit. Non I'm sounding like a boomer right now, bro. But it's not boomer shit, dog. It's anti-modernist, okay? Um, I can't imagine what their fucking world is like right now where they're fucking constantly being bombarded. They're, they, were, this, they were born into this world. You know what I'm saying? And if I, at 35, a fucking philosophy professor, can admit to you that it's fucked with my mind, yo... I can't imagine people who have not fucking done the studies and research who have no idea of what's fucking unfolding for them. You know what I mean? What made uh, my personal zucking so fucking uh, interesting is that for the longest time, I could still interact with other shit. You know what I mean? And I could still post. Okay, the only thing that was happening is I was getting a limited engagement with mine compared to what I had in the past, right? I went from a very, you know, a pretty admirable for me personally. I was very impressed. You know what I mean? Built this shit from the ground up, right? Um, you know, engagement, to <laughs> literally like almost fucking non-existent dog the people that did fucking continue to uh you know interact with my shit i greatly appreciated it for that fact because like that meant that you were literally going out of your way to find my shit dog because i went from i'm fucking positive to being you know on people's feed near constantly because of the, the, how much i would post to not there at all and of course we know how social media works out of sight out of mind dog you know what i mean so um 
you know, that's why I would appreciate the few people that will still fucking fuck with my shit. Cause I'm like, damn, dog, thanks. Like you fucking, you went out of your way to find this shit. Cause trust me, they're fucking hiding the fuck out of this. You know what I mean? Um, and the weird shit is that I, I honestly, for in the beginning, I find it, I found it kind of disheartening, dog. <laughs> Which is a fascinating insight that led to, you know, multiple realizations, okay? And the first one, it was like, okay, I, I recognize the game that's being played here. It's a game of chicken. Me and fucking the, the, the reptiles at Instagram, we're playing a game of chicken right now. You know what I mean? And the game of chicken is who's going to blink first? Like, am I going to fucking just get off social media completely because of, the, of how disheartening it is to not, uh, you know, have any engagement? Or are they going to fucking blink first and just lift the ban because of the, the, the 90 days are up? You know what I mean? And as somebody who historically and still to this day fucking is fueled by spite, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> there was no way I was going to blink. I was like, man, fuck you guys. I'll wait. I'll continue to fucking post once a week and fucking upload some stories every now and then to stay relevant. But I am not fucking blinking. You know what I mean? And uh, that's how it was at the very beginning, bro. But as the fucking zuckening went on, I, I got this weird, this really weird realization. And it was, okay, I said it was disheartening. Why? Why am I, why the fuck am I, dog, a grown-ass adult, so concerned with the fact that people can't see what I post? Like, who gives a fuck, honestly? You know what I mean? And that's when I started to realize what they mean by social media is manipulating us on the most fundamental of levels, bro. In this case, like, they are fucking with my emotions, okay, and trying to keep me, and trying to get me to quit altogether. Because, you know, they don't like what fucking, they don't like the shit that I'm on, bro. They don't like the shit that I'm on. And because of that, they don't want me to be talking about it. And they know how the fuck to get people like myself off of it. How do you get people like them, like myself off of it? Fucking limit the engagement. Because for whatever reason, the limited engagement fucks with our emotions, which in turn, you know, fucks with our lives. You know what I mean? And uh, you start to realize, like, why the fuck do I care? Like, again, like I said, I, social media, people have been fucking spreading the word before social media was ever a fucking thought. You know what I mean? And uh, whether or not you can fucking reach them is inconsequential because whether it's me speaking it or other people, I'm not the only one talking the shit that I'm talking The fucking, the world is in the process of, a, of, a, of, a, of an awakening, I'm convinced. You know what I mean? So whether I'm saying it or someone else is saying like, the message is still going to get out. So why the fuck do I care? Like, honestly, why the fuck do I care? Not because like, ah, what do I care that people are watching? No, no, no. Why do I care from an egoistic perspective? Why does it have to be me that fucking other people are getting the message from? Why does it have to be me that is the one fucking getting the... Why, what is the desire for getting the information from? What is the desire on my behalf that it fucking tells me that I need to be the one to do it? You know what I mean? And that's when I realized, dog, like, that's just more of the insecurities that they're fucking with, dog. Like, that's an, that's an insecurity that you personally have that is being exploited by these fucking tech giants at fucking Silicon Valley. They know exactly how the human mind works. It's going to be the fucking topic of the discussion for next week's episode. You know what I mean? They know exactly what the fuck they're doing. And if I fucking let them win, it's not because, you know, it's not for any other reason than of my own personal shortcomings, bro, which I had to fucking come to the grips and realize, like, it doesn't matter, dog. Whatever the fuck the message is that is being spread by people like myself, that's being fucking, you know, yourself included, like, that shit is more important than one individual solitary person. It's more important than myself, you know what I mean? And the desire to think that, or not even a desire to, but the, the the thought process of thinking that I have to be the one to spread it. It's fucking ego, bro. Like, that's it. Simple and plain. Like, it's just an ego on my behalf, which you have to ask yourself again, like going back to the whole shit on the Chicanx community. Am I really doing this for the fucking right purposes, bro? Or am I doing it to be a fucking clout chaser? And uh, probably one of the more 
painful realizations is realizing that while I may have started, I started that bitch with no followers, dog. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to front like I had a fucking uh, a gang of followers, but I had a respectable amount for, for me personally. You know what I mean? And the reason why I put that is because when I first started it, dog, like no one was this, no one was seeing my post. No one was listening to this podcast. Like it was just fucking me ranting out into fucking into outer space. You know what I mean? And, um, I still, I still did it regardless. You know what I mean? Like with no fucking worries whatsoever. Right. But then somewhere along the way, when the attention started to come, it started becoming about me. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that the message still wasn't being delivered, but it became more about like, well, other people have to hear what I have to say type of shit. You know what I mean? And I started to realize like, that shit's whack, bro. You're not operating from an authentic place. Again, going back to this fucking existential philosophy type shit, grappling with the actual philosophy. It's not authentic expression, bro. That's you posting shit up for clout. Like the exact same clout chasing type shit that the fucking indigenous folks are warning us about. You know what I mean? Like be weary of these motherfuckers. They're not doing it for the rightful purposes. They're doing it to get fucking attention strictly on themselves. They're not doing it to fucking elevate the mess, elevate the community and spread the message. They're doing it to bring attention to themselves. And I realized through this whole fucking process of being zucked so far that that's kind of what was starting to happen to me as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> So, you know, one, just one of the many more painful insights, I guess, that I've had to, you know, that I've, that I've gone through recently. And yeah, I guess uh, in my continued fucking pouring, if you will, of fucking outpouring of radical honesty, I will be completely honest with you, bro. Like in the complete honesty, I would be lying if I said a part of me still didn't miss it. Like I do. I do miss my old account. You know what I mean? <laughs> Despite everything that I just said, like a small part of me does still miss it. You know what I mean? And uh, I guess, you know, this whole podcast so far, it's been an exercise on in looking on the bright side of life, if you will, right? Shout out revolution. Look at the bright side of life, okay? Uh, but again, I'm not going to front, dog. It does suck not being able to interact with the folks that I've developed over the last three years on that account in the ways that I'm usually used to, or the ways that I'm usually able to. You know what I mean? Uh, this is... I guess before I continue, I should say that this thought is still not properly fleshed out, okay, in a, you know, in a philosophical sense, okay? And uh, I'm not trying to give the impression, like, I, I want to be very clear with the justification. I don't know, man. I just, I don't want to just rant and rave about my own personal problems. Like, I still feel the need to justify this philosophically, right? For better or for worse, okay? And uh, inevitably, I will delve deeper into the fucking philosophical elements that influence the ideas on loneliness, for instance, from an existential perspective. But uh, yeah, I guess for my purposes, for my purposes, as I've mentioned before, okay, part of the impetus to start all of this in the first place on my behalf was the loneliness that I personally experienced and the desire to, you know, send out a beacon out there to, you know, to help find others who were in the same type of shit that I was in, you know, in order to combat loneliness to combat that loneliness and not even yours dog but mine too you know what i mean like this this was a huge impetus for this in the in the first place okay and uh like i said i've been i've been more than happy with the ensuing results of that aim but again i'm not gonna front dog being shadow banned has really fucked with that okay and uh again it's funny because you know it's gone dog like that shit's gone that account is gone okay <laughs> you know uh so Ideally, ideally, what that means is that the people that I have man, uh, managed to fucking, you know, reach with, that, that reach that beacon with, they're fucking gone too. But it's not true, dog. Like I said, like if you're listening to this podcast, fucking shout out to you, bro, because it means that you're actively searching for it. If you followed along still despite my fucking shadow ban, <laughs> shout out to you, dog, because it meant that you're still, you, you were actively looking for it. You know what I mean? 
But uh, again, dog, there was a time when, you know, after my shit got deleted, when I said, why do I even fucking bother with this, bro? Like, what's the whole point? Who gives a fuck? I'm not going to fucking change the world. I'm not going to, you know, all that kind of negative doomer type shit. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point? Nihilistic, fatalistic, just bullshit, dog. Okay. And then that's when I realized again, that's exactly what the fuck they, those fucking, you know, elusive they that's what the fuck they want dog and that's how the fuck social media is helping them do that like they're fucking with my emotions bro they want me to fucking get off this shit they want us to stop spreading this message they want us to not fucking be talking about this shit and building community like they don't fucking want that dog they want fucking status quo they want division and they don't want fucking critical thinkers bro they don't want healed people they want people ready to fucking take whatever answer it is that the popular culture and you know government says is going to be the cure to our unhappiness. That's what the fuck they want, dog. You know what I mean? So if I stop fucking posting, if I stop podcasting, I'm not fucking helping anything but the fucking reptiles over at Illuminati headquarters. You know what I mean? So nah, dog, like you have to, you have to keep fighting no matter how difficult and how fucking problematic it may be. You know what I mean? Another part, another part that I realized through this fucking zuckening was that Honestly, dog, this technology is all for naught if we are fundamentally precluded from relating to individuals on the most fundamental of levels, dog. And what I mean by that is like, this is something that I've experienced personally as well as my, you know, teaching career is that we have people like myself and other students, okay, who just feel alone, dog, like alone, period, okay? And it's weird because you can be surrounded, you know, by family and loved ones. You can be in a class of similarly oriented students in a city filled with millions of people in a world filled with billions of people, dog, and it still does not fucking matter, dog. If you are unable to, you know, relate and connect with someone intellectually, you are fucking lonely, dog. And, and you know, this, this extends far beyond physical companionship, bro. It's like a fucking longing for the, the you know, the, the feeling of, dude, what the fuck is going on? Am I alone in this? Realizing what, you know, like how all the ways that we're being fucked over is and understanding that. No, dog. No. Okay. You're not alone. And, you know, that's kind of a little bit of the, like I said, it's not entirely fleshed out from a philosophical perspective, but it's, you know, I'm trying to work on it still, dog, to be, you know, to realize that, you know, why, why is it that loneliness drives us to seek the company inherent in, you know, in, 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 in a culture, in other people, et cetera, right? Uh, and, and more importantly, why are we so willing to fucking compromise our own personal, you know, the things that we value in life? just in order to have these fucking, these connections, okay? Like, what I mean is, why should I be willing to sacrifice these deep-seated conversations that I want to have, right? Uh, just, you know, these, just so I can have a, you know, a moment to fucking connect with somebody and make these feelings of loneliness go away. Like, why do I have to fucking disregard this massive trip of fucking life, you know, just in order to be able to talk about, you know, just so I could be able to have beers with the bros and watch the fucking Raiders play type shit, you know what I mean? Like, nah, dog, like, it, that's fun. That's fun. But there's more to it than that. You know what I mean? And that, that, that brings us back to the point that I was trying to make about intellectual freedom, you know, the freedom of our consciousness. Like they're literally isolating the, uh, us, dog, not just in, in terms of like our physical bodies, you know, like the six feet social distancing, the fucking staying indoors type shit. Not just even in I, I, our ideas anymore, like you're a Republican, I'm a Democrat, but they're isolating us like to our, in, in the most fundamental sense, bro, our fucking thoughts, our consciousness, how we interface with reality. You know what I mean? Like for me personally, <laughs> one of the things that I do miss is talking about fucking the stock market, bro, with people on social media, you know, talking about cryptos and shit. Like I don't have a lot of fucking friends. I don't have any friends 
that fucking are concerned about this type of shit. I try to put them on there like, yo, we got to fucking watch what's happening with our money. Like, you know what I mean? Like we got to invest this shit. We got to do this and that. And by and large, the majority of them are like, whatever, I'll just make more money. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is fine. It's a great attitude to have. But I'm trying to be like, yeah, make all the money, dog. But we got to start learning how to invest this shit. We got to start learning how to, you know what I mean? I want to talk about the finances. You know what I mean? But most of my homies are like, ah, whatever. You know what I mean? Which is cool. Like to each their own, right? But uh, I did have that opportunity on social media. And that's one of the things that I do miss, dog. Because if you have been paying attention, the stock market is clearly collapsing, right? But we're not moping around here, bro. We're not fucking moping around here, right? When the streets are red, we feast, homie. And that's that's been that was a central theme, by the way, of an article that I was reading uh, yesterday, actually, talking about how the end of the current bear market is scheduled. They're, they're, they're predicting that it's going to end October 19th, right? So the idea is to get it while the getting's good, right? Everything's fucking on sale right now, right? Whether it's crypto or fucking stocks in general. So, you know, I know me personally, I've learned my lessons about <laughs> my lesson about the collapse of the stock market. And the basic idea of how it's easier to imagine the end of the world than it is to imagine the end of capitalism. So that's kind of where I'm at on that respect, right? Um, but yeah, just just I was like, it's just a weird ass tangent talking about like, fuck, I have no one to talk to about the stock market or the crypto market no more that I've been now that I've been sucked. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anyways, dog, I'm sorry. Let's fucking recenter this conversation. Uh, the recentering is going to be the, the the fucking the the bow that ties it all up, right? And that's going to be the Uvalde tragedy, dog. Uh, before I get into it, I do have to say that I, yeah, there's just a lot to say. Dog. I'm not going to fucking go over it because I'm, I'm tardy to the party like that. Unfortunately, that was a fucking life altering circumstance for a handful of a lot of people, but we know how the new cycle works. Like that shit was fucking people mostly have forgotten about it already. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm not going to like fucking dig into the details and all that kind of shit. Cause you've already learned all the details for the most part. Right. Uh, but I'm going to get into it as like my own personal reactions to it, bro. And perhaps the most. The first initial reaction that I had is how I found it very fucking creepy, bro, that the new she- the new season of Stranger Things, you know, a show about government black ops, fucking MK Ultra, and so on, how it started with a scene depicting a bunch of dead children less than a week after a fucking mass shooting that took the lives of 19 kids, bro, okay? And it's just weird because I'm the fucking crazy one, dog. Like, I'm the crazy conspiratorial one for suggesting that it's all by design. I don't fucking get it, Okay. I'm the crazy conspiratorial one for suggesting that that fucking scene, which they themselves fucking qualified by saying, we filmed this two years ago. Like, who gives a fuck, dog? This shit is planned far in advance. You know what I mean? Like, I'm the fucking crazy one for saying we're being primed. We're being prepared to fucking normalize that kind of shit, right? That, you know, the fact that it was delayed for so long and it dropped a week in other tragedy, I'm I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt anymore and say that it's a fucking, it's a coincidence, dog, okay? For all the reasons that I've talked about in the past episodes, talking about predictive programming and shit, you know what I mean? But I'll put it on the back burner for now, right? The second fucking initial reaction was I did want to touch quickly on, you know, how different this particular mass shooting appeared to be from all the other ones in terms of the response from people. You know what I mean? Like as more and more information regarding the massacre unfolded, I did find it interesting, fascinating even, that just how many people that would never consider the possibility of it fucking being some sort of an inside job started to ask themselves questions like, what the fuck? Why were the police not letting families into the school? Why did the police not enter the school in the first place? You know what I mean? And uh, I I was seeing this type of conversations from fucking people who vehemently fucking reject the idea of a false flag. You know what I'm saying? And even they were like, dude, what the fuck? This is weird, bro. Right? (laughs) Something that, you know, they would have outright rejected for so long. But, I'm, you know, you're starting to see it more with the mass shoot with this particular mass shooting than ever before, dog, where even the most 
non-conspiratorial of people are asking, you know, why the police didn't enter? Why they set up a barricade? Why they didn't let anyone enter? You know what I mean? And uh, there's a variety of reasons why, dog. And, you know, it's easy to blame, you know, like the cops and be like, oh, the cops are fucking pussies for not entering. They were cowards for not entering. You know what I mean? I think a lot of the reason is also because people are starting to ask themselves, is it possible that they were just not entering because they were acting on orders as well, bro? Like, you're seeing it from people who are taking it from a different uh, different angle, right? One angle that I did see that I found was fascinating was, you know, they didn't enter, not because they were on orders per se, but or explicitly, but also because uh, uh, the idea that this whole country, this whole Western world is predicated on a profound hatred of children. Now, that's a whole ass conversation for another time, right? But uh, the basic idea here is just look around and see all the way the children are, children are mistreated generally. And, you know, obviously those children become adults and we just normalize that kind of abuse and we accept it as, oh, that's life. You know what I mean? Towards the fucking critique here, the central critique is like, no, that's not life. Like, that's how we're being fucking brainwashed since children. Fucking a complete disregard for our needs, a complete fucking neglect of children as actual fucking people. You know what I mean? Who are just nothing more than property, like the typical European way of viewing the world. That are to be to that are to do as told type shit. You know what I mean? And then that in turn influences us as we grow up, where we're a lot we normalize the behavior from the government, for instance, that treats us as children, bro. You know, without any fucking regard for us at all whatsoever. So when I'm saying like the different ways of which this fucking idea of how this shooting has been, people have been responding to it. Like, you know, you're starting to see people stop not seeing in it. Uh, uh, as an outright just isolated incidents anymore, incident anymore in the sense that like, oh, this was just another senseless tragedy that could have been prevented. You know what I mean? Like, no, people are starting to ask themselves questions like, is there more going on to these fucking mass shootings? You know what I mean? Or, you know, like, is it really not conspiratorial at all to consider that this fucking shit is happening for fucking a variety of reasons, whether it's because, you know, it's a fucking g- a, a push by, you know, the political parties to advance an agenda or whether it's from some deep-seated hatred of children that's, that this Western world endures and so on and so forth, right? Whatever the case, dog. Whatever the case. This this right here, this all these fucking questions, dog, this is what caught, this is what brought the attention of the fucking, uh, of the thought police over at Reptilian headquarters on my ass, right? On my last account, dog, right? Um, and specifically it was the idea that was suggesting that it was actually, I've suggested it was a false flag. Like I just suggested it. Right. And, um, obviously given the history of fucking, you know, those kind of suggestions when it comes to school shootings, specifically ones involving children like Sandy hook, right. It's understandable. Like I see where they're coming from dog. Okay. Because this, they, 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 they take it to be a, like a, some unhinged Alex Jones type shit. You know what I mean? But that's not where I'm coming from, dog. That's not where my shit is coming from, okay? Now, to be fair, like, you know, like Alex Jones, he he admitted he fucked up there, right? But he's also been right about a lot of other shit, dog. So, you know what I mean? Just to censor that, too, is like a whole lot of different conversation. But for now, the point that I'm trying to say is, like, that's not the trip that I'm on. That's Alex Jones's shit, bro. My trip is completely different. And that is, you know, again, as I started this episode with talking about how the colonizers don't give a fuck about us, dog, Okay. And that the ensuing fucking censorship was just a long continuation of the fucking censorship of our community that is fucking stifling the ability for us to spread this message, though. Yo, like, dude, these are not these people. They don't give a fuck about us. Okay, the cops had absolutely no interest in entering that school, dog. And we'd be fucking lying if we said, you know what I mean? A large part of that didn't have to do with the fact that they were predominantly brown indigenous children. Okay, because you and I both know that if those children were white. They would have never done any of what they did, bro. 
And this is not even like it's the first time this type of shit happens. As I mentioned before, you have the San Ysidro tragedy, the shooting at the McDonald's. Same fucking deal. A white fucking kid, a white person comes in on the fucking ideas that were given to them in the 80s of Reagan about how Mexicans are fucking ruining the country. So he goes and he targets a fucking uh, McDonald's in San Ysidro that is like 15 minutes from the Mexican border, you know what I mean, which is predominantly brown indigenous to fucking exact their revenge. And then, you know, you have police waiting outside for over an hour while he's doing his thing. You know what I mean? So it's not even like this is without precedent, bro. This has happened before. And to suggest that, you know, there's some sort of, you know, that just, there, there's more to it than just this random occurrence to get fucking censored for that, bro. is like, yo, okay, man. Like, again, I know you think this is some Alex Jones type shit, but this is, there, there's more to this problem than you're fucking allowing for, than you're allowing to be spread, dog. Okay. And to fucking argue otherwise is to be willfully ignorant of the fact that we live in a country, bro, that this fucking country, it strips children from their parents, dog, at the fucking border, okay? It starves children in fucking war campaigns like what's currently happening in fucking Yemen, bro. This United States government, you know, it denies children basic fucking medical care. It denies them fucking food. They take their lunch away at school, bro, like when they fucking owe money, you know what I mean? They make fucking children defend themselves at court by themselves, bro. They fucking subject children to all sorts of medical experiments and more, dog. So to fucking still be aware of all of this and say that what I was talking about was unhinged conspiratorial, like, fuck you, dude. You're That's censorship and it's fucking an, a continuation of this colonial project that is stifling the voice of indigenous peoples and saying, this government don't give a fuck about us. And it's on us to fucking get together and fucking, you know, care for ourselves, bro, essentially. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know, man. It's just weird. The idea that... That, you know, that's what got the attention of the fucking thought beliefs is like, I, I don't understand, dog, like, why the idea that politicians would fucking let a couple of kids die in order to push an agenda is preposterous. Like, notice, I'm not even saying that I'm not I'm not on the Alex Jones trip. I'm not denying that they were fucking that there were kids in there, that there weren't families that, you know, uh, uh, that are suffering now, like some many people are. They're calling it a false flag. They're saying they're, they're crisis actors and so on and so forth. I'm not saying any of that, dog. All I'm saying is that it's fucking preposterous to think that a government that has a clear fucking history of disregard for just the value of life, even children's lives, right? They don't give a fuck. They bomb fucking hospitals and schools all the time, bro. They bomb weddings with fucking children there. Like, they don't care. So to suggest that they would fucking let 19 kids die in order to push, or rather, in order to push an agenda, to suggest that that's conspiratorial, that's just, again, that's just... It's fucking nonsense, bro. I, it, it, it racks my brain, okay? And ultimately, it's nothing more than the fucking continuation of the dismissing of fucking indigenous thought that we've been enduring since fucking Europeans first washed on our shores, homie. But despite all this, bro, despite all this, like, what's up, homie? I'm still here, still motherfucking proud until they fucking put a bullet in my fucking head. You know what I mean? Because they want to stop me completely from talking about this kind of shit. They, right? The powers that be. I'm still here. I'm still saying this shit, whether it's to one person or a million. I don't give a fuck, Doug. Okay. And uh, that general attitude is, I think, perhaps indicative of a larger attitude that many of us are starting to experience, bro. Right. And that is the, the understanding that, like, we have everything, Doug. They have nothing. They have all. Look, let's be very clear what I mean here. They have all the money. They have all the property. They have all the fucking laws. They have all the things that we are told that matters. Okay. But they have none of the thing that only does truly matter, dog. And that is love. Only we have that. We have all of the love, dog. Their whole fucking psyop is nothing more than an attack on love. Because people who have love in their hearts will do anything 
fucking for the people they love, dog. And I'm not just talking here like your family, your friends and shit. I'm talking about the global community now, bro. Once we start to realize that love truly is all that you need, bro, their psyop doesn't work anymore. This whole system comes crumbling down, right? And as far as I'm concerned, dog, I have all the love in the world, bro. They have nothing. All their money, it means nothing to me. All their material possessions, their laws, they mean nothing to me. They can take all my money. They can put me in jail. They can fucking put a bullet in my head, dog but they cannot take my love away. My family will always love me no matter what. I will always love my family no matter what. I will love my friends no matter what. I will love other people no matter what. More importantly, I will love myself no matter what. You know what I mean? And no matter what they do, they can never take that away from me, dog. And that is why no matter what happens, we will always win, bro. We will always win. It doesn't matter what they do. Love will always win, dog. This fucking dynamic pair of love and hate, like it's fucking drastically skewed right now in terms of hate, but you know, it's trying to completely eradicate love, but that's not how the universe is ordered. That's not how the universe is structured, okay? There is no defeating love because you cannot have hate without love. You need both, okay? Right now, the purpose is to fucking spread the message of love and light to more people to help balance this fucking dynamic duo, okay? And the only way that can happen, of course, is by refusing to let them do, to, by refusing to let them take my love away, no matter what they fucking throw at me, dog, right? No matter how much they try to fucking terrify me. No, and you know, no matter how much they try to disempower me, like, yeah, dog, no, I cannot, me personally, stop global warming, okay? But that's not gonna stop me from recycling. Like, it's just not, okay? I personally, I haven't been able to stop any of the mass shooting, okay? But it's not gonna stop me from trying if I ever found myself in a situation, okay? I cannot stop all the fucking profound hatred of the world. I can't change people like other people, dog, right? But that's not gonna stop me from fucking trying. It's not gonna stop me from being a good, trying to be a good, loving person, which is only possible if I personally reflect on all the ways that are keeping me from doing so. And yeah. I guess this is about as good a time as any to wrap this bitch up. It's been about a month's time, bro. I can't believe it. It feels like it was just yesterday, right? For those of you who are still listening along, just know that I truly do appreciate the fuck out of it. I got nothing but love for you, homie. And that's real, okay? So, yeah. Until next time, I hope you all have a great rest of your day. And I'll see you then. Peace. <laughs>